Familial Fallout, a Good Omens multivoice bodvic, written by Jupiter Ash and read by The Lord of La Mancha as Crowley, Esbiel as Aziraphale, Jatania as Beelzebub, Raven as Haster, Tipsy Kitty as Ligger, Elgebel as Gabriel, Mouse K as Michael, Black Lass as Uriel, Little Red Robin Hood as Sandalfon, and Job as narrator. Crowley. They cornered him on his way to his new dormitory, his new home. He'd had a feeling they would. He just hadn't expected them to bring in the big guns. Beelzebub. Crowley greeted, eyes wide as he searched for a way out. Hester, Ligger, and the rest were blocking his way, though, towering over him in the process. You were supposed to be sorted into Slytherin, Beelzebub said from the front of the group. It was your purpose, your destiny. You are supposed to be one of us. Uh, Crowley started, but honestly, he wasn't sure what he should say. He was supposed to be a Slytherin by every measure that didn't involve who or what he truly was. I think he did it on purpose. Hester growled from behind Beelzebub. Trying to make fools out of us. Liga added. No. Crowley said quickly. No, no, it wasn't like that. The hat said. The hat said. Hester threw back. The hat was supposed to put you in Slytherin. Must have been defective. Liga said. Or he's defective. Hufflepuff. Pathetic. The family's going to have something to say about this. Beelzebub said. We had it all planned out. They're not going to be happy. Crowley very much suspected that they wouldn't be. What was done was done, though. He had made his choice. Now he just had to stand by it. It wasn't my fault, he said quickly, in an attempt to mitigate the fallout. Tell them that. Tell them I didn't get a choice. Everyone gets a choice, fool. Hester said. Pathetic little puff. Ligger added. Not even good enough for one of the decent houses. At least I'm not a Gryffindor. Crowley offered. Small mercies. Beelzebub said with a hiss. Maybe we should show him what we would do to a Gryffindor. Ligger threatened. Crowley shrunk back as the others took a step closer. He looked pleadingly at Beelzebub, but there was no mercy there. Look, guys. He started, only to be interrupted by a familiar, cheery voice. Crowley! Crowley, there you are! And suddenly Aziraphale was there, all sunshine and bright smile, slipping through the glowering Slytherins to reach him and take his arm. They're taking us to the common room. Aziraphale enthused brightly, as if completely oblivious to the danger he was in and the threat around them. The prefects are just over there. They're waiting for now, but they'll come and fetch us if we don't join them soon. And my cousin Gabriel should be in here in just a jiffy. Remember I was telling you about him? He's a head boy. And suddenly it was just like magic. The menacing poses shifted to unease, 
the threatening glares changed to nervous glances down the corridor. Run along then, little Hufflepuffs, Beelzebub said after a pause, and still somehow managed to make it sound menacing. And remember, Crowley, we're still watching you. And then the Slytherins were gone, scattering down the corridors. Crowley sucked in a deep breath and tried not to show just how shaken he was by the whole thing. Thank you, he murmured, turning to find Aziraphale looking bad at him with wide, concerned eyes. Is that... is that what they're always like? Crowley shrugged. So, is your cousin really coming down here? He asked as they made their way back to where the rest of the Hufflepuff first years were gathered. Oh, I hope not, Aziraphale said. But it seemed to do the trick, though. Crowley had to agree with him on that. Now, Aziraphale continued, still grasping onto Crowley's sleeve. I've heard that our new common room is the coziest of them all. All warm and sunny, with lots of plants, and most importantly, it's right near the kitchens. Turned out, the Gryffindors were just as peeved by the surprise sorting as the Slytherins. In this case, they were just a little more patient. Hello, Aziraphale. Of course, they caught him at lunch the next day, or at least going to the Great Hall for lunch the next day. Crowley was still working on something from Transfiguration that morning and wasn't all that interested in lunch so was going to catch up with him in a bit. This left Aziraphale alone for the first time, since he had gotten on the Hogwarts Express. Somehow the Gryffindors seemed to know this. Uh, hello, Gabriel, Aziraphale said lightly, clutching his wand and back as he looked at the tall figure of his older cousin, and then behind him, to where the others were stood. Michael? Uriel? Sandalphone? Lovely day today, isn't it? April's smile suggested that it was anything but lovely. Would have been better had I not had to deal with all the owls this morning, Gabriel said. Oh? Aziraphale said politely, although he already had a feeling he knew exactly where those owls had come from and why. Your little stunt, Gabriel continued. Had quite a few people, family members, rather disappointed. I mean, Hufflepuff, really, I... I know you haven't always, let's say, fitted in with us all the best, but if you wanted to go your own way, couldn't you at least have tried for Ravenclaw, you know, with your books and things? Aziraphale clutched his back even closer to him. I like Hufflepuff, he said. The hat said I would do well there. That's because you're weak. Sandalphon said with a touch of a sneer. Unnoticeable, Uriel added. Unremarkable, said Micah. And it's just so yellow, Gabriel said, his nose wrinkling. I like yellow, Aziraphale protested. Yes, well, Gabriel said. What's done is done, regardless of what a letdown you have been to all of us. We're here to talk to you about your little housemate. The little serpent, Michael added. And the dark glasses. 
Uriel piped up. Another house trader. Sandalphorn said. Aziraphale shifted nervously. Uh, what about him? You really need to stay away from him. Be polite but distant. Polite but distant, yes, exactly. But he's my friend. But is he, though? Gabriel said, pulling a face. You've known him for what? A whole day? He's not your friend, Aziraphale. Michael said, almost kindly. He's dangerous. Trouble. Then surely you know the rumors about him. Uh, rumors? Aziraphale asked. Which rumors? You know, the rumors about who his father is. Aziraphale decided the safest way was to look blank. It was a look he had perfected in his short lifetime. They say his mother was a Death Eater, Michael added. They say his eyes come from his father. His father? Voldemort, Gabriel said with some annoyance. They say his father is Voldemort. But that's ridiculous. Aziraphale protested. Vol- Vold- That man was dead years before Crowley was born. Gabriel gave him a look that said he was a complete and utter idiot, and that maybe it was a good thing he was in Hufflepuff. There are ways, Aziraphale, Michael said patiently. And he does have the eyes. His eyes? Aziraphale queried, although he fully knew what they were talking about. Like a snake. They say he was born like that, Michael added. That the Medi-Witch was so shocked she called healers and curse-breakers convinced he was cursed. They say he's a parcel mouth. And then he can turn into a snake. Yes, all of that. And more. So I'm sure you can see why you should keep your distance from him. He's dangerous. Evil. He's not. He's my friend. Aziraphale wanted to protest again, but he knew better than to say anything at this stage. Instead, he thought it very loudly. It was better than nothing. I'll, uh, I'll do my best, was what he actually said, and then, with a flash of inspiration added, But, um, if he's so dangerous, wouldn't it be uh, better for him to think I'm on his side, that I'm a friend, not an enemy? There was a pause. He offered a small sort of smile. He may have a point, Gabriel said, turning to the others and lowering his voice so Aziraphale couldn't hear their conversation. Aziraphale waited until they were done deciding, looking up hopefully when Gabriel turned back to him. Change of plan, Gabriel said, as if he'd thought of it all by himself. Be nice to him, be friendly, be yourself. Don't get caught up in any of his tricks. Don't be fooled by his wily nature. They were his wiles, Aziraphale said, nodding his head quickly before they could change their minds again. Got it. And remember, Gabriel added, We're always here for you, little cousin. You can tell us anything. The hand on Aziraphale's arm was somewhat tighter than he might have liked. But at least Gabriel let him go almost immediately. Crowley was already at the Hufflepuff table when Aziraphale finally made it into the hall. 
He was picking at a sandwich, and completely alone, several empty seats between him and the next Hufflepuff. There you are, he said, looking up. I was starting to think you'd gotten lost, or... Oh. He trailed off nervously as he saw Aziraphale's expression. Oh, right. I see. They told you, didn't they? Aziraphale nodded, dumping himself down next to his friend and reaching for the tray of sandwiches, most of which ended up on his plate, and one of which ended up quickly in his mouth. He chewed furiously, barely even noticing what was in the sandwich. I should... go, he heard Crowley say. Aziraphale looked up in bewilderment as he swallowed his mouthful. But you've barely eaten anything. Crowley stared at him with a look of confusion. Aziraphale's look of bewilderment increased. Yeah, but... Crowley said, vaguely waving a hand. The corner of Aziraphale's mouth twisted. There was no but in his world, especially not when it came to food. They told me I shouldn't be friends with you, he said bluntly, picking up another sandwich. So now I'm angry eating because they don't get to tell me who I should and shouldn't be friends with. He took another bite. Mmm, these are really nice, he added. You should try them. Crowley stared at him. What? You... you still want to be friends with me? Crowley sounded as if he couldn't quite believe what was going on. Of course, Aziraphale said and took another bite. But they must have told you uh, about the rumors. Aziraphale nodded, still chewing. And you still want to be friends with me? I told you, Aziraphale said firmly. They don't get to tell me who I should or shouldn't be friends with. Crowley stared at him blankly. These really are very good, Aziraphale added after another moment. But they told you who they think my father is. Crowley continued, looking increasingly bewildered. Aziraphale shrugged, as if it wasn't a big deal, because, quite frankly, it wasn't a big deal. It was a stupid rumor, anyway. It was only because of the eyes thing and there were probably dozens of other reasons why his eyes were like that. Far better reasons as well. And who ever heard of an heir of Slytherin who didn't want to be a Slytherin? See? Stupid rumors. Crowley was Crowley. And Crowley was his friend. There was nothing more to say on the matter. Crowley, on the other hand, continued to stare blankly at him through his tinted glasses. He's not my father, he said after a moment. His shoulders dropped as he slumped back into his seat. I don't know who my father is, but it isn't him. Aziraphale nodded, because really, that had been rather obvious. But if he had been, Crowley added quietly, would you? We are not our families, Aziraphale said firmly. We're Hufflepuffs. That means we have a new family and we pick them ourselves. We're on our own side. Crowley gave a small nod. Hufflepuffs, he echoed. 
Aziraphale gave him a smile before dumping a couple of sandwiches onto Crowley's plate and reaching for the pumpkin juice, topping up his friends before pouring himself a glass. Good, he said firmly. Now eat up, because I know you didn't have much for breakfast, and we've got potions next and we're going to need the brain power. And then, after lessons, I thought we could take a walk down to the lake. It looks rather pretty, and maybe we'll be able to see the giant squid. There was a pause, and then Crowley was reaching for one of the sandwiches, picking it up to at least nibble on it. It wasn't much, but it was something, and so Aziraphale beamed at him. And Crowley smiled shyly back. The end.